0: This is Plant-Based Briefing, What Separates a Roadside Zoo from a Legitimate Sanctuary, by Karen Lauria at BornFreeUSA.org, posted at all-creatures.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I research, get permission, and narrate a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan living every weekday. And today's article is from all-creatures.org. They're a nonprofit dedicated to cruelty-free living through a vegan lifestyle. And their website is an amazing resource. They curate a ton of amazing content. And they've also created a resource called What to Eat When You Don't Eat Animals, Menus and Ideas to Inspire People Who Want to Eat As If Life is Precious. It's a free downloadable PDF with all kinds of information, really basic stuff that is great for anyone who is considering this lifestyle. It includes not only vegan alternatives to standard foods, but also shopping secrets, how to dine out, and information on the impact of eating animals, as well as quotes and stories to inspire people. So check out that free resource and share it far and wide. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. What separates a roadside zoo from a legitimate sanctuary? By Karen Lauria at BornFreeUSA.org, posted at all-creatures.org. Netflix's docuseries, Tiger King, brings viewers inside of a well-known roadside zoo in Oklahoma, previously owned by a man known as Joe Exotic. For the price of admission, Joe Exotic would take visitors on a tour of his facility, allowing them to gawk at the hundreds of wild animals held in captivity there, watch him feed and walk among the animals, and even hold and pass around tiger cubs for photos. The series juxtaposes Joe's facility with that of Big Cat Rescue in Tampa, Florida, a sanctuary that provides a forever home to captive big cats rescued from circuses, roadside zoos, and other exploitative circumstances. At one point, Joe Exotic opines that his facility and that of Big Cat Rescue are basically the same. Both keep animals in captivity, he observes, so what's the difference, really? In truth, the differences between captive facilities like Joe Exotic's Menagerie and sanctuaries like Big Cat Rescue or the Born Free USA Primate Sanctuary could not be more stark. Roadside Zoos and Menageries 1. The first priority of a roadside zoo is to make money and to entertain the public. This happens at the expense of animal welfare, as zookeepers permit members of the public to gawk at, yell at, and otherwise intrude on the peace and comfort of the animals. Many also allow visitors to touch or feed the animals, which is stressful to the animals and potentially dangerous. What is more, bigger is often better at roadside zoos, which means that zoos will often keep adding animals to their facilities even if they do not have enough space to house them humanely or safely. All of this is done to make money, not to safeguard the well-being of the animals. 2. Roadside zoos often breed animals. Many roadside zoos take part in captive breeding. While the zoo community often claims that breeding is part of an effort to conserve species, in truth, breeding animals in captivity rarely aids wildlife conservation efforts. Instead, captive breeding is done for the sake of profit. Keepers can sell baby animals or charge members of the public to pet and photograph them. And when the animals get too large and dangerous to be around people, they are drugged to render them sedate, languish in cages, or are simply killed. 3. Roadside zoos lack vigorous oversight. Many roadside zoos must obtain an exhibitor license from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA, but the licensing process and the regulations that govern it focus on the safety of the facility's visitors, not on the welfare of the animals. Therefore, these parks generally lack oversight where animal care is concerned. Legitimate Wildlife Sanctuaries 1. The first priority of a legitimate sanctuary is the animal's welfare. Legitimate wildlife sanctuaries put the needs of the animals they care for first— This means they are not open to the public and do not use animals for educational shows or displays. Contact and interaction with the animals, such as feeding or petting, is not allowed unless it is in the animal's best interest. At Born Free USA's Primate Sanctuary, for instance, the sanctuary staff does not handle the monkeys unless necessary for medical care. 2. They do not engage in captive breeding. Legitimate wildlife sanctuaries prevent the animals they care for from breeding since their focus is solely on caring for the animal, not on attracting visitors or in trading or selling offspring. Legitimate sanctuaries want to see an end to wild animals in captivity, not breed more captive animals. And number three, legitimate sanctuaries are accredited by the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries, GFAS, Unlike roadside zoos, legitimate wildlife sanctuaries go through a rigorous accreditation process to ensure they meet strict criteria for animal housing, nutrition, safety, management, and governance. Born Free USA works to keep wild animals where they belong, in the wild. We advocate to change laws to end the cruel and unnecessary captivity of wildlife. In fact, we would like nothing more than to close our primate sanctuary because there were no more monkeys in need of rescue and a safe new home. Quite simply, we do not want to see animals in cages, no matter how big those cages are. Roadside zoos, like Joe Exotics, by contrast, are driven by profit to ignore animal welfare concerns, breed animals, and stuff a growing array of exotic animals into limited space to make money and keep themselves in business forever. Earlier this year, we welcomed five monkeys to our primate sanctuary from a deplorable roadside zoo. This exemplifies the difference between a roadside zoo and a legitimate sanctuary. At the zoo, the animals lived cramped together in filthy cages, subjected to the stares and taunts of visitors and the whims of the zookeepers, and denied adequate nutrition and medical care. While they are still in captivity at the sanctuary, they now enjoy peace, space, excellent care focused on their needs and the chance to live life on their own terms. Not all captivity is made equal. The difference between a legitimate sanctuary and a roadside zoo is an important distinction that anyone could see, anyone perhaps, except Joe Exotic. You just listened to What Separates a Roadside Zoo from a Legitimate Sanctuary by Karen Lauria at BornFreeUSA.org posted at all-creatures.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host. And and this past weekend, my husband and I visited a nearby roadside zoo here in North Carolina to take investigative photos and videos for an animal rights organization. But this particular roadside zoo, their website looks amazing. The facility looks clean. The animals, you know, their water is filled. They all look healthy physically, but not emotionally. And visitors are thrilled to be there and see these animals, but the majority of people just don't even question the fact that these animals are all imprisoned. Many of them in solitary confinement. Some of them pacing back and forth, alone, trapped in small cages compared to where they would live in the wild. It is heartbreaking when you see it through that lens. Some of them are captured in the wild and then imprisoned. Many of them are bred and sold. When we arrived, one of the employees had a baby tiger outside on a leash. This tiger had been purchased from a zoo in New York and shipped down here. So families are constantly separated with this forced breeding. This tiger is being socialized so they can make money off encounters where they charge hundreds of dollars for people to be able to hold the baby tiger for photos, All kinds of different animals you can pay lots of money to do these encounters with. Then when this animal gets too large and too dangerous for these encounters, they'll be shipped off somewhere else again to live in a cage, probably by themselves. There is a grizzly bear in a little cage. There are lions, there are tigers, it is unbelievable. All kinds of large cats trapped in little cages. The ones on their own are generally pacing back and forth they have a precious little sloth bear that was bred in captivity, they purchased. She was shipped to them to live a life in solitary confinement in a cage all by herself. She's not even a year old yet, and the first time I visited, she was pacing back and forth nonstop. This time I have video of her sitting hunched up against the cage facing outwards, making strange noises that sound like crying and constantly licking her paws one after the other back and forth back and forth then one of the employees came up for the feeding and she came to life she was so excited to have some attention and to get some new food but then she goes back to the rest of her life the rest of her day after day after day sitting there alone neurotically licking at her paws or pacing back and forth and this place also has a huge gift shop and have been with a sign saying, Donations to help with the care of our animals, thank you. And that thing is stuffed full of money. It is a huge profit money-making place at the expense of these poor animals who've been kidnapped from the wild or separated from families and bought and sold and traded. It's just shameful. So please do support animal sanctuaries who care for the animals, but don't exploit them, don't breed them, don't buy, sell, trade them. They truly just care for them. But please do not support zoos and aquariums who put profits first. And if you're interested, I've got a few other episodes on these topics. Number 370, Aquariums and Marine Parks, 369, To Zoo or Not to Zoo, and 281, are Zoo's Educational. I'll put links to all those in the show notes as well. Please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.